Listen to The Barry Morgan Show. Live weekdays noon to 3 on CJAD 800 and CJAD.com. Two oh eight is the time. Coming up after the two thirty news, one of Canada's foremost movie directors. So we'll get to that coming up, and him, I should say, coming up in uh, in just a little bit. Right now, we're talking technology with tech expert Carmi Levy. And if you've got a question for Carmi, you could text us five one four eight hundred, or you can give us a shout seven nine zero eight hundred. Carmi, how are you this afternoon? I am great, Barry. It's great to be back. I have to uh, I have to give a shout out to a listener who sends me emails every once in a while. A lot of people do, and this particular listener who sent me this email about iPhone seven owners who are fuming. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And you talk about a cautionary tale, Carmi. Why are they so angry? <laughs> well, there's a guy. He's he lives in the Ukraine. He goes by the name of Tech Racks. His real name is. Taras Maximuk, and basically he's a guy, and he describes himself as a Ukrainian who specializes in smashing technology for your pleasure. Mm -hmm. He he microwaves, he chainsaws, he burns, he says he's got you covered. So he posted a video of himself saying, a lot of people were upset with the new iPhone 7 because it didn't have a headphone jack. So he videotaped himself uh, drilling into the iPhone and saying, if you want a headphone jack, this is how you do it. So he did, and he posted the video online. It's got over a hundred million views, wow! And which is you know pretty cool because he makes money from that in advertising. And of course, uh, in those hundred million people, some of them actually took his advice and tried to drill their own iPhones, which of course, as we know, doesn't work. It destroys the iPhone. And so there's been a, a lot of people complaining to him, saying basically, "Why did you tell me to do that?" And his answer is, do you do everything that people tell you to do when you go online? Do you believe everything you see on the Internet? And the answer now, as it has always been, should be no. But did he claim that this actually works and and like kind of showed afterwards, well, here's my headphone jack and I'm going to plug it in. And you see, it works. It's terrific. He if, did. It was very elaborate. Um, so he, so course, he made it look and he gave no indication that this was really not true. None whatsoever, but okay. of course, you know, and, and this is a, it, it's a cautionary tale for all of us. When you see a video or any content online that makes those claims, do some digging into the background of the person who's posting it, because this guy has been posting these destructo videos for years. This is who he is. This is what he does. I, I find it hard to believe that people would actually go ahead and do that, knowing what we know about technology today. This is... Just not if someone told you to you know jump off a bridge because they showed you a video that says you'll land safely, would you do it? And of course not. And I think that's the same kind of logic here is that just because it looks legit doesn't mean that it is. And if you're not sure, ask someone, but don't reach for the drill. Uh, the sad part here is is that uh, this is not covered by Apple's warranty. It's considered abuse. So if you bought a phone for they can cost up to 1300 bucks, and you drilled into it, and you try bringing it back to the Apple store, they'll just look at you and shrug and say, you got to buy another one. And they might say a few other things as well. That's, that's an uh, yeah. unbelievable story. I mean, just is the guy not held accountable in any way? He isn't, and that's, that's the sick thing. Is we've seen this. It's, it's a trend that's been building. He's hardly the only one who does it. There are lots of people who they buy products, and then they destroy them, and, and they get a huge audience. This is for, for some people, this is what passes for entertainment, and they actually make money off of it because he posts ads on his YouTube channel, and, of course, 100 million views. 
He's making a lot of advertising dollars, so he can afford to go out and buy as many iPhones as he want because he's rolling in the dough. And the more the contra- more the, the controversy builds, the more money he makes because the more traffic is generated. I suppose a so. Lot of, yeah. I just and a know, lot, uh, sorry, Carter, sorry, keep, sorry to keep cutting you off, but you know, like uh, I used to watch Letterman, a lot of us did, and he would drop uh, like like watermelons off a building, right? Yeah, that was entertainment. I found that very amusing. You know, just seeing all these these watermelons just going splat on the sidewalk. I don't know. I just found that entertaining. But destroying electronics, I don't know. Unless he's dropping them off a building, maybe. I, even then, I yeah, don't get it. it's 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 one of those things. As an analyst, I shrug my shoulders. But then again, there seems to be this cultural thing going on. People like it, and uh, you know, as we've seen online, if you find a niche and fill it, you can make some money at it. And obviously, people like him are. All right, all right, more. Or I'm going to say more. Uh, less power to this guy. Less power. Uh, <laughs> what, what's happening with BlackBerry for all our all our BlackBerry friends? BlackBerry announced its financial results this morning. Big loss, three hundred and seventy-one million dollars over the last three months. Whoa. But the bigger news is that they will no longer be designing and manufacturing their own devices. Oh. Instead. They're going to be uh, licensing them, outsourcing them to hardware partners. So basically it means that if you buy a BlackBerry in future, it's not going to come from some engineer in Waterloo, Ontario. It's going to come – it might look like any other phone on the market, and it's just going to have a BlackBerry sticker stuck on top of it with some tweaks to the software. It's really very much the end of an era. And if you're a BlackBerry loyalist, a diehard, a real fan, it's kind of a sad day. All right. That's unfortunate. Are you a BlackBerry kind of guy? I'm talking on a BlackBerry Priv right now. Well, so, there you yeah. go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so what, I'm a little sad. <laughs> what, I appreciate that. Maybe this will cheer you up. Snapchat spectacles? Oh, these are so cool. Do you remember when Google Glass came out and everyone was talking about, you know, you looked like a cyborg and you could record video and it had all sorts of things that it could do and that was supposed to be the future of technology. And But, of course, they cost $1,500. The battery didn't, didn't last. It died by lunch and no one bought it, so it failed and Google canceled it. Well, Snapchat has a different approach. They're called spectacles and it looks like a a nice pair of ray-ban sunglasses except if you look closely it's got two lenses cameras on the left one on the left side and the right side and you you, all you do is you press a button and it takes 10 second clips and uh, and those clips can of course be saved they can be wirelessly saved to your snapchat app if your phone is nearby and that's all it does it just it's if you want to basically have a gopro on the on the on your nose that's what it does you share to snapchat 130 bucks U.S., which is really cheap, uh, and that's their goal. Is they, they describe it as a toy, but it's a way to get us to share more video and you know maybe sort of break the market open for sunglasses that do more than just protect our eyes. Yeah, because that's never enough. You know, that's I mean, come on, who needs? Absolutely, you, you always want a little bit of technology mixed in there to show off to your friends. And for for 1,500 bucks from Google, that was a little bit rich for for people. For 130, that's what a fairly decent pair of sunglasses costs. Okay. I'm thinking this could be really big for Christmas. Yeah, you know what? You're probably right. 219 is the time where we've uh, got a few more minutes to spend with tech expert Carmi Levy. And tell us about Flybricks. Uh, for people who want to maybe have a drone, figure maybe they can't afford one. Yeah, and drones are, um, drones are amazing. They can fly wherever you want. They can shoot video, make you look like, like, like a movie director. Fantastic devices, but they're expensive. And, you know, you, they can be $1,000. They can be $1,500. And if you crash them you're having a bad day because they often can't be fixed. And so Flybricks is basically, imagine if you could make a drone out of Lego. That's what Flybricks is. Wouldn't that be great if one day somebody could think of a way I could actually take Lego, just a bunch of plastic, and before you know it, I've got a flying drone. 
That's it. And and they figured that out. And so what they did was they oh, they actually did it. Kit. They really they did, did this. They, they actually did this. It's a kit. It has all the the, the engines, the motors, the apps, the, everything you need to make it. It has a frame that you can put the the Lego on. Tells you what the design is. Actually has some some bricks as well, so you can start with your own basic one, and then you can also you can use your own Lego bricks to make even bigger designs with more engines that can go higher and further and faster. Uh, so basically, this is going to create an entire community of drone hackers who build all sorts of crazy designs out of all sorts of amazing Lego. This is just, and the amazing thing is, it's really cheap. It's 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 149 bucks U.S. to start. Uh, a deluxe version, which gives you uh, a dedicated remote control, is only forty dollars more, 189. So it's under 200 dollars for a drone, which is a way less than most other drones on the market. Yeah, no kidding. And if it crashes. You just put the Lego back together and fly it again. This thing is going to be, I'm thinking between this and the Snapchat specs, I, I think pretty much any nerd, they know what they're getting this year for the holidays. <laughs> How about just anybody, huh? I mean, because it, oh, it really does sound totally. terrific. You don't have, you don't have, absolutely, you don't have to be a nerd. This is something that my kids are probably going to be clamoring for because, of course, we all grew up on Lego. Um, and they're, you know, of course, they've been asking for a drone for Lord knows how long. And uh, I think this could be the one that, uh, that, that breaks the dam, so to speak, that sort of pushes people over. Oh, I thought they were too expensive. I thought they were too fragile. Not this one. That's cool. And it's already out there, right? It's already out there. Okay. You can. Uh, it's uh, available in electronic stores as well as online. Fly bricks. That's bricks with an X. dot com uh, to find the store nearest you. Now, of course, you have to go to the store. Well, not everybody goes to the store. You could order online, I guess. But some of us actually still go out and shop. Believe it or not, and push your carts around, and you know, but that could get a little tiring, can't it, Carmi? It can because every time I go to the store, the carts are littering the the uh, parking lot, and I've got to basically do like a slalom to get my car through without whacking into one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Walmart thinks they can fix this, Barry, oh, really? and yeah, they have. They've patented something. It's it's I, I call it a robo cart. They call it an autonomous shopping cart. Basically, what it does is it looks like a regular shopping cart, but it's got motors built into it, and it's really intelligent. It has sensors, and it's wirelessly connected, so it's a smart cart. And it will walk through the store with you. You you don't even have to push it. It will just walk next to you for the entire time that you're in the store. And that's pretty cool. That's a neat party trick. What's even cooler is, is once you go back to your car and you unload it, it drives itself back. Uh, so it, no, you don't have to have people corralling carts anymore, and they're not going to be left there at the furthest reaches in their own postal code. Uh, they will actually drive themselves back, and they'll recharge inside. And then, of course, in the store, they, are, they can also cruise the aisles all by themselves, and they can find, say, uh, they can look at the shelves and determine what's out of inventory. They can restock shelves. They can find areas in the store that need help. They can provide customer service, basically, uh, if you ha- if you're like me, because I chase I chase store employees through the stores to get help because they they're, they're never around. It's almost like any store. Uh, this one, the technology comes to you and essentially runs the store. Walmart says they're not going to get rid of people. This isn't going to cost anyone oh, their job. We'll see. Yeah, I'm I I will bet my yeah I'll bet my mortgage on that. But uh, this is kind of neat. I'm I'm kind of hoping they can pull it off. They're not giving us a timeline. Okay. I don't know when I'm going to see this in a store near me. But I sure would like to because the carts that we use now, kind of dumb. I wish they would smarten up a bit. You know, uh, you know, we could laugh about being lazy and stuff like that. But the fact of the matter is this could be really good for a lot of people and for a lot of reasons. Not the le- Like even just off the top of my head, I'm thinking it's winter and you want to you know, get your cart loaded with food, right? You want to mm-hmm. take your cart out to the gas, out to your car, I should say. 
and you have to navigate through the parking lot, the snow and the sleet and the ice and all this. And if this can actually do it on its own, man, that that's a great thing, not just for people who are, I mean, this is not just a lazy thing. This is a really, really, this could be really helpful for a lot of people. Now, it having said that, be. having yeah. said that, though, Carmi, you know, are they going to jack up the prices because they're offering this kind of a service? I, wouldn't I, I sure hope not. I'm kind of hoping they don't. And this is where, because Walmart, of course, is a company where every penny counts and they do, they, they, Walmart never fails to introduce. We don't see it, but a lot of it is at the back end. They're, uh, they're actually a very one of the biggest spenders in IT, information technology, okay. in the world because the back end of their store, how they manage their inventory, how they manage deliveries, how they manage basically the things that you and I don't see when we walk in, um, is incredibly sophisticated, and that's one of the reasons why the store is as big as it is. All right. uh, they, they outcompete everyone else, and so if you look at, so yeah, it'd be convenient for me. I can remember when my kids were younger and I didn't have enough hands to hold them all. I wish the cart would drive itself. But imagine if you are someone who is in a wheelchair. Imagine if you're someone who's differently able. This could be a game changer. It could open up shopping to people who otherwise would say, you know what, I can't because I'm in a wheelchair or I've got crutches or I can't walk or I can't do whatever. This makes shopping accessible to a much wider range of people. And I think over time what it can do, yes, the carts themselves are probably going to be thousands of dollars at first. But over time, if you think about it, and this is, again, the cynic in me, they're not going to be hiring a lot of people to move these carts as well. They're going to be able to run a store with more technology, fewer people. So prices will stay the same. But if you want, if you coveted a career at Walmart, you're probably going to have to shop somewhere else. Even the cashiers, like at the checkout, whether it's Walmart or elsewhere, they've already got like so many places have automatic checkout these days, right? You could that, scan your own right. items. And look, let's face it, that's it's not a. You know, we talk about automation, about cab drivers and Uber and stuff like that. They get ticked off. Well, there's an example of people who are, you know, could, could potentially lose their jobs. Carmi, somebody texted, I received the Windows 10 anniversary update on my desktop at least one month prior to my laptop. Why is Microsoft using their clientele as beta testers without their knowledge? No, they're not. It's just there are so many hundreds of millions of people out there who have Windows 10. I think there are about 350 million now. That what Microsoft has done is it's called a, a phased or a staged rollout. So not everyone gets it at the same time uh, because if they did, then their servers would totally crash. So what they're doing is they're sort of sending it to you one day, then your friend another day, and basically they're sort of piecing it out over time so it doesn't overwhelm their systems, and that's why you ended up with different dates on different machines. Okay, fair enough. And I think we have time for one more of your stories. We were speaking about autonomy in just a moment ago. Uh, so what's happening out west? There is a, a proposal to con- – there's a highway that connects – Seattle with Vancouver, okay. and uh, and it's I-5 and Highway 95. And so there's a, a venture capital group. They've, they've basically proposed uh, taking one of the lanes in each direction on that highway and turning it completely over to autonomous vehicles. And the reason they're saying is, first of all, that's it's a very high-tech corridor. Lots of technology goes through there. Lots of techies live there. Lots of tech companies are based in that corridor. And so if you sort of allow people with an autonomous car to, it's almost like an HOV lane for autonomous vehicles, to, for them to beat the traffic, it gives them a reason to buy an autonomous car in the first place. Basically, that would kickstart the market. And so it's being discussed by both governments. And if it comes to fruition, this could set the tone for other autonomous lanes across the country. I'd love to see it in Montreal because Lord knows anything would help traffic in Montreal. Well, at this point, nothing can hurt. You know, that's, <laughs> that's I think that's right. pretty, pretty much the I'm, point that I'm, we reach I'm, these days. I'm just about ready to like start walking everywhere because this is car in Montreal. Not going to happen. I appreciate that. Carmi, thank you. Thanks, Barry. Great to have you. Carmi Levy, technology expert here on The Barry Morgan Show. 
News Talk Radio, CJAD 800, CJAD.com.